Have you been thinking about starting a podcast but aren't sure where to start? I have to tell you about Anchor. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but with literally one click, they distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more so you can reach more listeners. They make it so easy. It was a no-brainer for us. Try it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work because business is personal. So today we are going to talk about mistakes that coworkers make. Nobody's perfect, Matt. Um, and we all make mistakes. <laughs> Nobody asked me, I guess, but fine. Well, let me just tell you, you're not a worker. Great human. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to talk about some of those mistakes and what we can all do to help mitigate mistakes as a coworker. So I'm going to start off by telling a kind of embarrassing story. So a long time ago, I worked with someone who was stinky. They were the stinky kid of the office. It was unpleasant for everybody and no one knew what to do. So one day my boss said, you handle it. I don't know why they picked me to handle it. They picked me to handle it. So being young and inexperienced and not a, not a manager of any sort, I decided the best way to handle this stinky situation would be to rope in another coworker and perform a skit in front of this smelly kid. This isn't going to end well. I already know. This is a horrible, this is a what not to do. My favorite story <laughs> ever. <laughs> so me and this other coworker wrote out a little skit and we had our lines and we had a cue. So like when the stinky person came over to my desk, we were going to like do this whole skit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we did. Okay. We did it. We did the skit. It was some ridiculous skit like, hey, Diana, you know how sometimes you can't smell yourself? Can you (laughs) smell me today? I'm feeling a little ripe. And then I was like, yeah, you do stink a little. Deodorant's not just for you. It's for all those around you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was really close to the exact phrases we used. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the skit, right? And the person, the stinky person, just sort of like looked at us like we were absolutely insane and you went were. about their business, right? Yeah. Just stayed stinky. So that didn't work. So then I decided that it would be a good idea to purchase products for the stinky kid and just give it to them. Well, that didn't go over well either, right? Like perfumes and deodorants. And then the stinky person was like, I don't understand why you're giving me these things. So that was weird. So then one day, the stinky person comes to me and pulls me in their office and is like, do you have a problem with something about me? And I was just like frozen in fear because I didn't know what to do or say or anything. And so I said, no, why? Not right? as long like as you're I, standing over there. If you stand right? over there, I don't have a problem. No, what's why? <laughs> and the person said, you're, you just act strange around me and you're always trying to give me stuff and it's really creeping me out. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, now I have totally failed and I feel like I need to just be honest. And so I was. And so I opened up the conversation with, here's the deal. 
And I just was pretty blunt about it. I was like, everyone in the office feels like you smell bad. The person was like, everyone in the office? And I was like, oh, yes. And so I just, then I rambled for 25 minutes about how wonderful of a human this person was and, and, and how I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And I just, you know, rambled. And then the person just was like, why didn't you just tell me months ago? And when they said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I should have just had the conversation with you months ago. So I tell that story to just sort of kick us off and say, first of all, we all make huge mistakes in life. And I have, I learned so many things from that one scenario. Um, And the other to just say, no one wants to be the person in the office that is the problem. So like, what can we all do to make sure we're not the problem? And then how do you handle the problems? Yeah. That's definitely a mistake, Diana. So I was just scratching out my list here. I know our secret Santa party is this Saturday night. I'm going to scratch out no perfumes or deodorant. I got to <laughs> return those then. Sorry. Um, okay. So we're talking about mistakes. Maybe that we, we've made it work. This is a vulnerable, transparent conversation. And I got to be honest, whenever we started talking about, hey, we're going to talk about all the mistakes that we've made. Um, at work. And I know it's talking about uh, mistakes that coworkers make. I gotta tell you, it's kind of hard to yeah. think about it. And it's a no-win situation. It's like, I'm trying to think of a mistake and it's like, I'm not, but then everybody thinks, well, you're just too good. You don't make mistakes. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the, that's not what I'm trying to say. It is difficult. It's easy to find the flaws in other people, but mm-hmm. I can't think of this, of this one. And I'll tell you the lesson that I learned from a mistake at work. And we'll talk about maybe why this is, why this is important in my previous in my previous job, I was uh, I was taken to a training class because you know I'd been there a while, had some good knowledge, things like that. So I was going to go help, and one of the pe- one of the trainees raised their hand for help. So I run over there to the computer, and I'm like, yeah. And they asked me the question, and then I gave them the answer, and they said, no, I don't think that's right. Now, how would you have handled that? If they told you that the answer you just gave them was wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, after they asked me to come over there to give them the answer, I'd and I did. Say, like, I would probably say like, why do you think that's wrong? See, that's a, that's a more mature answer. <laughs> that's a better answer. This is where the growth happens, right, everybody? This is how we grow. It's easier outside of the moment, right? It's easy. I don't know. When you're sitting objectively, like listening to the story, you're not emotionally tied into the moment. So yeah. I, Matt, what did you do? So they, I, I gave the answer. They said, no, I don't think that's right. And I said, then why did you call me over here? And at that point, they're like, well, you don't have to be rude. I just didn't think. So I went and told the boss of that class, the manager of that group, what I had done. But in that moment, and this is one of those, if you've recently listened to a podcast that we did about toxicity, this is one of those, I'm, I was right. And I was right when I gave the answer. However, sometimes uh, there are hills that we don't want to die on, so to speak. And so, you know, lesson learned from that point, from that perspective is to ask that next question, kind of like what Donna's, what are you seeing? Maybe, maybe re-ask the question because maybe I misunderstood it. What are you seeing that maybe I'm not seeing those types of things and the impact of being able to recognize the, the mistake that, you know, in that situation that I had, because I think I really, I think I really impacted this new hire's perspective whenever I answered them like that. 
but I think the impact of learning to ask that next question helps also build those relationships too. So what other mistakes do we have out there? Well, I will go, this is my story. I was, you're right, Matt, because I was like, I know that there's mistakes that I made. It's just, it's hard to think through those because, well, to some of our other conversations, we, you know, see ourselves as the hero in our own story, right? So yeah, and you've um, never watched Top Gun. That's probably your biggest mistake so far because we we try to quote it quite a bit and you haven't well, watched that. Yet. I know you guys have a lot against me. Don's already going to, I'm <laughs> sure going to share the story. Oh, the we're sure of the story is I will not share my dessert with you. So don't even, just don't ask. All right. It's not going to be very much. Just ask for a little piece. We were, I was sharing mine with <laughs> It was insulting how little of a piece came back but your way. We, we got to bring everybody in. So Bethy, I'm, I got to tell that little bit just because we're not trying to get other people's stories, but we were traveling on the road and we all ordered dessert and we said we would try each other's dessert. And I had this piece of chocolate cake and Bethany had this piece of cheesecake and I cut off a piece of the chocolate cake and Bethany cut off a piece of the cheesecake. And let's just say the proportional sizes of the two pieces that were cut off were very, very, very different. One was bite size. Yeah. The other one was bites size. Yes. The cakes were also different sizes. Oh, here we go. (laughs) My My cheesecake was a lot smaller. We'll never get old. I love this story. I'm just. My mistake was trusting Bethany to give me a recent sized piece of her cheesecake. That was my mistake. I feel like this is a really justified decision. Again, on my end, everybody else, just don't ask me for dessert. We've done this. Uh, with apple crisp we've done this with cake we've done I just I just can't share we were in California and you ordered peach cobbler and there was no sharing like Bethany doesn't share dessert Bethany ordered peach cobbler for her entree yeah that (laughs) happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was your raw fish is really gross in a skillet yeah it was delicious. So anyways. Four mistakes that Bethany makes is what we're the topic of this podcast is right now. We're just jumping on this. Yeah. Let's use this as an intervention. We don't even publish this podcast anywhere. We just use this as an internal intervention. That's fine. That's fine. You haven't changed my mind yet. So <laughs> tell us your mistake, Bethany. Okay. So my mistake, I was thinking about this and I think mine probably goes to communication styles at, at the end of the day, when we really name what the issue probably was communication styles or work styles or something like that. So in my first job right out of college, I worked for Um, I worked for a company where I would have to weekly or day, I don't think it was daily, but weekly we would go pitch topics to our editors um, on our team and put like article topics. And I remember I would pitch my topics and I would, you know, be pretty excited about them. I thought they were decent enough that I could bring them to the table. And there was this one, one of my coworkers who was an editor and I just felt like she really hated all of my topics and therefore really hated me. She came across as really negative about things and just, I don't know. I just felt, I just, and so I just took it really personally at some point. So what I did was I went and told my manager, I don't think this person likes me. (laughs) And this is why. And I basically, I think I probably even cried. I don't know guys, but I went and told my manager this. And so then she goes, then she goes and has a conversation with this person 
And then ultimately, you know, I was just really intimidated by this person. And then ultimately, everything was fine. And we ended up working really well together. So it sounds like a win, right? But I think, you know, looking back on the on the situation, what I should have done was probably just had a direct conversation with that person instead of going to my manager and complaining about this person and how I thought they hated me and the way that they responded to me in those meetings and all of those things. Because I'm certain that if I would have gone to that person directly and said, hey, why don't you like me? She probably would have been like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's not that I don't like you. I'm giving you my honest opinion about this and how it could be improved or whatever. And it could have just been a really different conversation. And we probably would have even had a even closer relationship, you know, so that that would probably be my, my mistake was just not having the direct conversation and going around that person to my manager, because I thought that's the way that this should be handled. (laughs) I think the different, I think the, the, the positive thing here so far with the stories, we're going to hear one from Don here too, but I think the positive thing with all of these, and this is how we, this is how, as Don is racking his brain, trying to think of a mistake right now, but, but I think the positive thing so far for the first three is that we, we made a mistake. We recognize, recognize the mistake, we learn from the mistake, we address the mistake, those types of things. All three of ours situation ended with, okay, us having a conversation with either the manager of the situation or, you know, with the person themselves uh, too. And I think, I think sometimes we make mistakes and then we compound the mistake by not seeking to try to rectify it or own up to it or, or show that, that we do have accountability within the mistake that was made too. Don, what do you have for us? I have a history of putting my foot in my mouth. Um, I say a lot of things Mm -hmm. and sometimes some of the things I say are not very smart. Mm -hmm. So for example, and this is just a, for example, this isn't even the one I'm going to zero in on, but for example, one time I was at work and somebody came in just dressed nicer than normally. They were wearing like a tie and like a jacket and they walked up and I'm like, Hey, who died? You look amazing. And he's like, my aunt. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just like the moment of like, well, you, you look, oh, you, no. you look amazing. You look really nice. Like, so there's things like that, oh, that I've no. done. I could, I could think I was thinking of another time that we had a logbook that we would write between shifts when I was in manufacturing and I had put in the logbook that there was a problem with something. And I asked uh, one of the, the controls engineers to look at something. And they wrote in the book and said that there was not a problem with it. And I was upset because there was a problem with it. And it kind of felt like it was dismissed in the book. And so I wrote a three-page monologue to this person about why they were not doing their job and how they needed to do it better, like in the in the logbook, like for everybody. I remember doing that one, uh, but that's not even the one I wanted to talk about. Wow. The one I wanted to lean in on a lot was, and this was an embarrassing one, and I don't like even talking about this one, but I thought it'd be a better one to share is I play a little golf now. I've gone out fairly recently now, man, I got to play a little bit, Yeah. Um, but uh, I used to play a lot more and I was rounding up some people in the office. Now in engineering, uh, when I graduated in engineering, I graduated with a class of about 70 people who were in my class, like in, in my class and, you know, 65 of them, something like that were men and like five are women. So, I mean, that's just the way engineering kind of has been historically. It's been a very male dominated field. So I was walking around our office and I was asking people who wanted to play golf. And I didn't realize I did this, but I asked every male in the room if they wanted to play golf. And I skipped every woman in the room, whether they wanted to play golf or not, including a really good friend of mine 
who absolutely plays golf and plays golf a lot. Uh, Diana's nodding right now because she knows the person. She knows exactly what I'm talking about because this is a person I'm pretty close with. And she came to me I later know. and she, yeah. she said, just so you know, I do play golf. And just so you know, no, I will never, ever play golf with you. Just so you know that. That wasn't very nice. That one I was like, yeah, so that's a mistake she made, obviously. <laughs> yeah, bring her on. Well, I am really fun uh, out of it. But I, I realized, like, I really had to do some soul searching of, like, why did I do And at first, I was kind of defensive. And I was like, I didn't, I just didn't know that you played, you know. And she's like, yeah, you didn't know. You literally asked everybody in the office, like, do you, several of them, like, do you play golf? Like, you didn't play with them before. Like, you were just asking everybody in the office. And you literally skipped over me in the office. And I went back and I replayed that. And I realized that she had uncovered a bias that I had. You know, we have biases that we have, all of us have biases. And it's, it's not necessarily because we're bad people, but there's certainly opportunities to make us better people. Uh, so yeah, I ended up apologizing to her. She never, I did ask her to play golf multiple times after that. True to her word, she always said no and always brought back that story of like, I told you I would never play golf with you on that. But yeah, years, later. years later, like Diana years. heard that story probably 10 years after it happened. For sure. Wow. Yeah. She still tells that story. Yeah, so that was- The moral so cool. of the story. What's the moral of the story? <laughs> yeah. uh ask other guys to play golf quietly don't do it in front of <laughs> oh no no that's a bad can we edit that out that's no nope, i'm keeping it in he's <laughs> gonna edit this and keep it in no, i think i mean the moral of the story is i think we make mistakes and we put our foot in our mouth and we say things i think that if you know there's no it, it was a mess up there's no way to candy coat it like i i screwed up um, and I think I, I tried to own it. I mean, we were still friends after that. So I think there uh, was there forgiveness, probably some level of forgiveness on it, but I know I did. It did help me to explore a little bit, like one of the biases, like, why did I do that? Like, I don't like that. I did that. I don't want to be the kind of person that does do that. So that that's, I, I have gone back and explored that, but sometimes when we make mistakes, there's not really like a, there's not always a happy ending to it. Sometimes we just have to own it and move forward and take our medicine and learn from it the thing that I wanted everyone to hear is that everyone makes mistakes. And while we all told stories from a past life, we've absolutely made mistakes as consultants who teach about working together and communication and all of these things. Like we still make mistakes every day. And so I kind of wanted everyone to know that it's important to give your coworkers some grace, give yourself some grace and be okay with making mistakes. Cause that's kind of where we learn. Thanks for listening today. Do you have an embarrassing work story and what you learned from it? We would love to hear it and maybe share it on our show. Don't worry, we'll keep your identity a secret. Please email us at morethanworkpodcasts at peopleccg.com or check our show notes for an anonymous response. You can also learn more about us and our team at People Centric Consulting Group at peoplecentric.com. You can get our link in the show notes as well. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast if you're able. If you're not sure how to rate a podcast or review a podcast, we will also drop some instructions in our show notes for that as well. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.